0: Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in his province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Hi again, football fans, and thanks for checking out another installment of Growing the Game with Ballsy installment 324 as a matter of fact and thanks to this title sponsor Regina Sports Performance Center training elite athletes in Regina and surrounding area now it's located at 1464 Broadway Avenue in the heart of Regina they've got a facility that features a 50 yard indoor football field and basketball courts that can also be used for soccer and pickleball they've got the veteran therapist Scott Anderson on site for your rehabilitation needs plus they've got a great weight and cardio facility so go look with have to offer at Regina Sports Performance Center. Our first quarter is brought to you by Face First Medical Aesthetics. Book your next appointment to beat back father time at facefirstmedicalaesthetics.jnap.com located above Gabos on Dudney Avenue in the Queen City. And my first guest is the President of Football Canada, Jim Mullen, as we talk about some exciting days ahead for the grassroots of the game. The Canada Cup of Football going to Edmonton. A once proud franchise, the Edmonton Eskimos Now, Elks really kind of was circling the drain, but they get a new president. They're selling season tickets. They bring back the iconic logo, and I I see this as another thing. Hey, Edmonton's getting back to some prominence in the football scene.
1: Yeah, well, it's nice to bring the Canada Cup there leading into the World Championships, uh, the World Junior Championships, that is, in 2024. And as I always like to remind people, we are the two-time defending World Junior Champions in Gridiron Football, Canada is. Mm-hmm. And we will defend our title uh, in Edmonton in 2024. Um, we started a new bid process uh, at Football Canada so that the uh, willing provinces or third parties uh, could step up and uh, and host this event and, uh, and produce a better event uh, for Football Canada and its participants. And Football Alberta stepped up. But it wasn't just Football Alberta. They, they joined in with Edmonton Events. Uh, they're working with the University of Alberta, and as you see, the Edmonton Elks are also a part of this. So uh, really it's uh, it's an exercise in coalition building to uh, get the best possible event out uh, for the incoming seniors at uh, the high school level.
0: This year's event uh, being hosted in Kelowna, B.C. from July 9th to the 17th. Alberta's hosted it five times previously, Um, I don't see Regina or Saskatchewan on this list. Could we see that in the future, or is this too... Well, I shouldn't say it's too big event, because we're having the Grey Cup here. Is it something we could look forward to, maybe in a Saskatoon, in Regina, or jointly somewhere down the line?
1: Well, I can tell you that uh, Football Sask has put in a letter of interest for 2024, and uh, they've wanted the uh, bid process in place sometime so that uh, they could put their name forward. Uh, For this event and, uh, you know, given some of the uh, discussions in and around uh, what football fast does and what they want to do uh, with this event for Regina, uh, I I think there's a lot of strength there. And and I'd lean heavily to to betting if there is any betting line up there on that seems to be betting lines on everything these days. Uh, I might put my money down on Regina for 2024, but uh, the process still has to play out. Yeah,
0: okay. So uh, in terms from your vantage point as president of Football Canada, we brag about how good we are. We know we have a great... uh, program here in Saskatchewan with Football Saskatchewan in Regina. I can speak with the Regina Minor Football and what they do over there with uh, Kelly Hamilton, Len Antonini, Jeff Stuusik, and the gang and their board of volunteers. How do you see Football Saskatchewan and what goes on here at the grassroots level from your perch as the president of Football Canada?
1: Well, one thing that uh, and one name that you've uh, left out is Flag Football and what Mike Thomas yes, has done for there. for sure. Yes, uh, you know they have the uh, biggest flag league in Canada. There's more numbers in Ontario. There's more numbers in BC, but in terms of a, of a single flag league, it's the biggest in Canada. And the future of the game to get athletes engaged at a young age is flag football. Um, if really, you know, when we take a look at what, uh, what Mike's done there um, in Regina, it's the model for the rest of the country. And I know there's been a lot of lessons picked up by the new leadership that football Ontario that's really put an emphasis on flag and they've seen their registration numbers go through the roof as a result just in the space of one year
0: you know you look at it could be an Olympic sport down the line uh, flag football uh, and and you and I kind of talked about this I don't remember if it was on my podcast or if it was actually us just talking on the phone uh, off the air but could we see uh, you know, expenses and everything like that, injuries. Could we see this be competitive at the U sports level where it's either female or male and we have teams playing at the U sports level, flag football?
1: Well, uh, there's two things there. Uh, first of all, I am secretary general of IFAF now. Um, mm. Wow. I was just uh, appointed uh, to that role, so I do have some information on the progress of flag football and the olympics and we are definitely on the radar for la 2028 uh you know we'll start finding out about that process next spring uh, but but it does look um warm shall we say uh <laughs> when it comes to going to los angeles uh in regard to flag football one and and the university level um you know, I put out this idea about two years ago that, you know, we needed to have a collegiate flag championship uh, that, that, was, uh, that was based on a club system. And, you know, there, there were already women's leagues that were affiliated with universities in Ontario and, uh, and Quebec uh, that had developed. So this May, we have the Canadian Collegiate Flag Football Championship. Right now, it's just women uh, that, that are playing at this level. Um, I reached out uh, to Jim Pankovich, uh, the uh, president commissioner of the CJFL, and I I have talked to a few people in the CJFL. We would really like to see the CJFL in this case uh, take the bull by the horns with their uh, athletes who are attending a university and start affiliating those CJFL brands. Yes, Uh, uh, with the universities that that their uh, uh, athletes attend to create some flag teams in the spring as not just a training exercise, but a competitive exercise as well. And I think, um, you know, maybe in a year's time we, we can see a men's division. Uh, as well for the Canadian Collegiate Flight Football Championship.
0: You know, Jim, I have a lot of respect for you. You know that not just as a friend, but as a guy in a, in a very important seat in this country in a very important time for the sport of football, not only in the world, but in particular Canada coming out of a pandemic. Now, once we get back to a CFL week, and I sure hope we do get back to a CFL week, and I would like to see it in one spot. And I know they're looking at moving it money-wise to make more cash in the NFL, but they've had that combine in Indy all the time there for, for years and years and years. And I know the 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 personnel in the NFL, they don't want to move it. They like it there. But, I mean, they don't call the shots. The, the owners call the shots. But where I'm going with this is I would like to see a, foul, uh, see a CFL week, let's say in Regina since we're talking on a Regina radio station. We have like a CFL, Glenn Suter mentioned this, we have like a CFL skills competition with current guys to kind of promote that. But then we have an amateur thing, like a flag football tournament or some sort of of thing to incorporate Football Canada amateur football. Is that something we could see down the line here?
1: Well, this past year we did a soft launch of football weekend in Canada. and, And I think it was a good way to plant a flag there. Uh, I'm not sure if we got uh, the, the buy-in from uh, from some of the more senior stakeholders that we would have liked to, uh, but they did pay attention the first time around. Uh, we're targeting uh, Football Weekend in Canada right now for the third week in September. Uh, the Panda Game is a game that lands on there. We did, uh, we did something called the Rouge Zone where we covered every CIS game that was happening at the same time and zipped in and zipped out, and it was received really well, actually. Um, I, I think there is the uh, desire from a partner like a TSN and I think there's a desire from uh, the CFL to do more with what we were working on uh, with, the, with the football weekend in Canada. That being said, something outside of the season in in a, in a January, February, March window I think has, uh, has a lot of potential traction to it. And, it may actually be a good landing point for what we're doing with the Canadian uh, Collegiate Flag Championship. Um, you know, there's uh, th- there may be some synergy there because right now it's the first week of May thing. Doesn't mean that we can't move it back into a into a window where it's March or, or February.
0: Well, man, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Where are you off to when I as we talk night or right now? Where are you off to?
1: Well, you know. <laughs> doing this football Canada gig can get really tough sometimes and quite overwhelming. Yeah. And I want to get about as far away from football as possible for two weeks. Uh, I am uh, jumping on a plane. I'm right now on a ferry, but I'm going to be jumping on a plane and going to Zewant Mayo. Uh, you, you remember in the Shawshank Redemption where Red was working on his boat? Yeah. That's the want Mayo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm getting the hell out of Dodge, man, and I don't want to talk about football for another two weeks. Well, I'm glad I got to talk
0: to you before you went all silent uh, for two weeks. Thanks, man. Enjoy your holiday. It's well-deserved, and uh, you're welcome on this show anytime.
1: Great. Thanks very much, Balzy.
0: this podcast is supported by former regina ram and saskatchewan rough rider john ryan and the gear up with john ryan foundation this guy is football royalty that left his mark both on and off the field in regina and of course the only saskatchewan kid to play in and win a super bowl and if not for pete carroll and that ridiculous call in the super bowl against brady and the patriots ryan would have two super bowl rings Our second quarter is brought to you by Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. This guy has three Grey Cup rings, two with Montreal, one with your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Get in the real estate game with the local football star by giving him a call at Royal LePage in the Regina area. 306-502-5355. Speaking of the Rams, Ryder Varga is going to take part in the CFL Combine this month. All right today, Ryder
2: good how about yourself
0: good you might have the best football name going into this whole combine thing Ryder Varga that is outstanding
2: I know the uh, rough riders got to be looking at it with a hey a pile, but
0: there you go that's what you got to say in your uh in your interview okay so let's get to it uh which which I don't know do I call it a vent I don't even know what to call it i these con like how many times on a field do you tell the guy oh you better watch when you come out into the flats here? I bench press two twenty five twenty times. I guess I'll say the different categories. What's your What do you think you'll excel at the best? Like, what do you feel strongest at going into this uh, combine?
2: Um, I'd say as far as the the drills they test, I think my best numbers are going to be in the, in the shuttle and the the L drill. I in think I I'll drill. be like up there with the top in the entire combine. So I'm pretty excited to to get out there and show them what i can do
0: have you always been a fitness nut how is your um uh, how is your um athleticism or looking after your body or working out changed over the years playing with the rams
2: uh yeah coming into into university it was, it was nowhere near where it is now i mean um just i wouldn't say that high school football doesn't demand it but university just demands it so much more so you just really need to be in tune with with everything you're doing and and how your body's feeling and how to feed it right in order to compete with some of these these six-foot-eight guys you have to go against.
0: What did this football season teach you as a football player, Ryder Varga? You guys had four games where you absolutely soiled the sheets. You were in control, and then you torched the games. Could it look totally different? That's where I look at a record. If you didn't know how the Rams season went, you went, holy cow, these guys are terrible. But you weren't terrible. But how frustrating of a year was that, and what did it teach you?
2: yeah uh I'd say frustrating is probably an understatement um but it it was good we We're still a young team and it, it taught us to you know what it really takes to beat some of these teams like everybody in can West is is an outstanding football team, so if you let your foot off the pedal even a little bit for one quarter, i mean they'll come back and they'll score twenty twenty some points on you so just taught us to stay relentless and um hopefully we can uh finish uh finish the job this coming season.
0: Ryder Varga named a Canada West All-Star in 2021. Started all six games at Mac linebacker. Team's runaway leader in tackles, finishing with 41 and 35 of those solo. Was third on the Rams with four and a half tackles for loss. at one sack, which came in the Week Two win over the number one ranked Calgary Dinos. Uh, have you been practicing your interviewing skills?
2: Um, I wouldn't say, like, practicing, but there's some YouTube videos of, of like, previous combine interviews, so I'm just kind of watching and seeing what type of questions different teams ask and um, um, how, what, you know, what to look out for and what I can kind of prepare for.
0: You're in luck, because I got some questions for you. Here we go. little practice, if you will humor me, okay? <laughs> All right. Tell me who Ryder Varga is in 45 seconds to a minute. Describe who you are.
2: That's a deep uh, Ryder Vargas is an engineering student at the University of Regina. i uh, lived in Regina my whole life. Just a prairie boy with some good hard work ethic. Uh, I'd say I'm a natural-born leader. Um, trying my best every day to become a better leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I care for my, my family, my, my girlfriend, and obviously my teammates the most. So just trying to do my best for them and uh, try and be the person that I know I can be.
0: Excellent answer. Define success in your terms as it applies to you. I don't care about the Hardy Cup or anything like that. Everybody says that. What does it mean to be successful to Ryder Varga?
2: I would say just every day trying to get a little bit better at something, whether that's football or that could be school or that could be relationship-based. It could be, you know, learning how to communicate better. Just as long as you don't give in and start getting worse as a person or in any aspect of your life, I think you're, you're pretty successful.
0: Ryder Varga of the U of R Rams, if your coach was wrong, how would you approach him to give him your thoughts?
2: Uh, I would just try and be as respectful as possible and make sure that you know uh, he knows that I understand the dynamic we have. Obviously, he gets paid the big bucks to, to make the big decisions and, and to, uh, to lead our team, but I feel like my opinion is uh, valued enough where I can, I can chime in and just let him know how I feel.
0: Ryder Varga, let's have some fun. Give me a hidden talent. Give me something we don't know you're good at. What are you good at besides football?
2: Mm, I would say video games. I'm like pretty good. Okay. Uh, not but, like not like crazy good, but like. What what what
0: what video game are you good at in particular?
2: Uh, I would say Call of Duty. I'm I'm probably the
0: best at. Got a lot of kills. Hey, you don't want to walk around the streets in this day and age telling people you got a lot of kills, though, right? You don't want to do that. No. No. <laughs> Have you ever shot a gun for real? Like, do you go hunting or anything like that?
2: I uh, don't go hunting, but our linebacker coach is Derek Lamer, and he's uh, yeah. he's with the the SWAT team at the
0: Oh yeah,
2: Regina. So we go down to the little range and just shoot some some handguns, and it's pretty fun.
0: That's nice. Okay, what's your guilty pleasure song, Ryder Varga? Oh, something you wouldn't want to admit you listen to to the boys in the locker room. Hmm, I
2: don't know that I wouldn't want to admit it, but I I'd say. Uh, Gives you hell by the All American Rejects. I I like that one a lot.
0: Okay, good, good, good. Uh, Worst football injury you've ever had, Ryder Varga. Now, if I was a team guy like a Winnipeg Blue Bomber or Ryder, I'd probably know. What's the worst injury you've ever had?
2: Um, 2019, I my shoulder dislocated and I tore my labrum in the Week Five game against Manitoba. Like in the first quarter, but um, only missed like a couple snaps and the whole the whole season so.
0: so you're tough all right uh dumbest dumbest injury in life Ryder varga dumbest way you injured yourself in life like did you step on a rake and hit yourself in a head or something like that
2: probably just like stepping into the tub awkwardly and i'll like I'll, like tweet my drawing or something i just feel like i don't know if i was like 70 that might be like a life. Now threatening that, injury for me. So I better, I better get one of those like doors you can install
0: on <laughs> in the, in the tub. Just a uh, ground level entrance. And lastly, here's a good one, okay? Rider Varga. You can take $250,000 guaranteed right now, or you can flip a coin for a 50 50 chance at $5 million. Do you flip the coin or do you automatically take $250,000?
2: I mean, you if we do a little math, the uh, the expected value on a, on a coin flip of $5 million is about $2.5 so I'm going to have to go with that one. Say that again? Engineering math, if you, you do the expected value, you know, the probability of that event happening, so I'd get 50% times $5 million, the expected value would be $2.5 million,
0: so, so you're going with the coin flip? Going with the coin flip. That's what I thought you'd do, but look at that, using some math, I love it. And we kick off the second half of this installment of Growing the Game with Ballsy by recognizing our third quarter sponsor, Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon. Saskatoon's only certified roofing business. They specialize in GAF, CertainTeed, and Malarkey roofing products, and they offer a true manufacturer's warranty. When you're replacing your roof or your siding, peace of mind can be had by calling Kevin Welsh at 306-262-ROOF. Well, one of 28 CJFL players taking part in a regional or national combine in the lead-up to the 2022 CFL draft is Regina Thunderkicker Eric Maxima. He recently had time to join me, and I got his thoughts on taking part in the combine out west here. First off, your favorite pizza. What's your favorite pizza, Eric? If you have to sit down and eat one pizza for the rest of your life, what is it?
3: Oh, boy. I don't know. I like lots of stuff on pizza, so... Some sort of vegetarian or Canadian or something with, I guess, with meat and vegetables on it. So okay, you got to get all your foo- totally
0: sure. get all your food groups. Do you like? Are you a pineapple on pizza guy? I can live
3: with it. I got no problem with it.
0: Eric, we were going to be buddies until then. Come on, man. <laughs> you already had one strike against you because you were a kicker, and then you got now the pineapple thing. What hockey team do you cheer for?
3: Oh. Uh... Been a Bolts fan and a Flames fan for quite a while. Oh, man. Like, okay, Tampa (laughs) I
0: I can live with, but I don't like – I'm an Oiler fan, and you like the Calgary Flames. Man, I was trying to be a fan of Eric Maximuk, but now you're making it very difficult. But I am going to root you on (laughs) coming up here next weekend. The uh, regional combine, your chance to uh, show your wares at a combine. Have you been specifically training for this combine? And if so, how have you been doing it?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Um, We found out about it earlier in January before it was sort of publicly announced. So once that was kind of known and I was set and confirmed and ready to go for it, I definitely sat down, changed my training plan that I originally had going forward earlier in January and sort of specified it for uh, like preparing for the combine, I guess. So Mm -hmm. kind of moving towards... Getting myself as sort of explosive and fast as I can. Um, I mean, I'm more trying to prep for my kicking parts during the combine, mm-hmm. but I also want to make sure I'm showing up strong and you know have a be able to put a decent vertical and broad jump down because I think those are some that uh, tests that definitely translate for me the best. So those are kind of what I that's kind of how I've approached it and. So far, feeling so good. You didn't uh,
0: start as a kicker in football. You were a soccer player, but tell us the interesting story on how you became a kicker in the game of football, our version of football, not the English version of football.
3: <laughs> yeah, so it kind of happened in high school. Um, I've always sort of been watching football and whatever growing up, but never got into RMF in Regina or anything. Um, and then in high school, I had one of my buddies. I'm still good friends with. He kind of suggested, like, he knew I had a pretty big leg and whatever from soccer, because he played soccer also. And he suggested I come, you know, meet the coach and stuff in uh, just before grade 10. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, And our coach, Dean Cruz, was a real good guy, and he he really sort of took me under the wing uh, at first for starting out with kicking and punting and everything, and that's kind of where it all came from. So... Sort of a bit of friendly help from a buddy and then you know some good coaching and stuff to start out and now we're here i guess
0: yeah and that is dean Coos, who's a former rams kicker coach of the uh, miller marauders that's where you went to high school w- what do you like better soccer or the the real version of football
3: uh <laughs> you know now i gotta say uh you know american football of course yeah. um but Growing up, like I always loved playing soccer, and I was a goalie and stuff, and that was kind of the first dream. But as that kind of fizzled out, you know, football kind of replaced it. So I'm not too upset about that in any way.
0: A lot of differences or similarities. I know the balls are different. Obviously, you're kicking both. Uh, is there some things you can take from soccer to football or vice versa?
3: Um, yeah. Like it, there's some slight adjustments. I mean, of course, the balls being different, you got to hit. A football a little higher up when you're place kicking. You got, you got to, the sweet spot's a lot smaller. You can't hit it exactly the same. But anyone who can kick a soccer ball can easily move towards a football. It's just a slight adjustment to really mechanics. And once you get that down, it's really not that hard. It doesn't take too much after that.
0: So is it is it. Besides the diff uh, distance, is your approach to kicking a a 51 yarder as opposed to a 30 yarder any different?
3: Try to make it not to be. I mean, you know, when you're in those positions, you you know you got the legs, so you don't want to put any extra pressure on yourself trying to, you know, put anything extra in it that you normally wouldn't. But mm. you definitely try and hit it the same every time, and you hope your operation runs the same and no issues from anything else going on happens and it makes it a lot easier too.
0: How do you feel when your coach Scott McCauley, uh, you know, puts you as kind of a face of one of the next guys that can play at the next level? He's said many times this Maxima kid is going to play in the CFL. How does that make you feel when you hear that?
3: Well, it's definitely an honor. I, I've, you know, been sort of working towards it and you know we've had the our guys throughout the years who have always been sort of big name players and you know I like to think that I'm starting I'm now going into my last year I I can kind of say that I'm now one of our face of the team kind of guys and you know especially after last year people sort of know who I am before coming to the games not just finding out during the game or something like that so you know it's definitely a, an honor to be one of those guys and you know I'm definitely pretty happy to be, you know, picking up that from the likes of Furland a couple years ago and other guys, even, you know, the Dan Clarks from 10 years ago or so, or anything like that.
0: Yeah, Clark, uh, Waldo, Getzlaff, Stu Ford. There's a, a bunch of guys that have come through that program for sure. There are 28 CJFL guys taking part in regional or national combine, so that's great and great for you, Eric Maximik, in his form in his uh, final year as kicker for the Regina Thunder. You came on the scene with a very big kick, a 51-yarder against the toppers up in Saskatoon to end their long streak of beating you guys consecutively. Talk about that kick. Did you know when it left your foot, it was going through take me through that play
3: uh yeah well it was one of those uh sort of times in the game where you know it's we're running down we have the ball clocks on and down we needed we knew kind of where we needed to get to and i think the play before we were two or three yards further back but the, the extra few yards we were able to get to get to the 44 yard line early helped. and i knew our quarterback Carter shoe he was struggling with cramps like he could barely walk by the end of the game and that last drive was hard on him so you know i knowing that once they got me into where i needed to be i just had to do my job and just like we were saying earlier try to make it the same kick as every other and yeah i definitely knew snap was good hold was perfect and the second i sort of touched it with my foot it which came off perfectly and i Was fairly sure it was going through. It's
0: kind of like a. Do you remember much after that? It's kind of like a golf swing. Hey, you swing through, you know it's a great swing. Do you remember much after the kick?
3: Uh, A lot of cheering, a lot of uh, our team crowding and rushing the field, players who weren't dressed and everything. So it, it was quick. It didn't, it kind of happened it feels like when i think back to it you know i can kind of think about what happened and during the moment it felt kind of slow in a way uh but thinking back it was just like kick got crowded around everyone's cheering and celebrating and you know and then there's a couple interviews after and like it feels like it happened so fast but in the moment it definitely felt slowed down
0: okay eric Maximuk, what's it look like uh where's the combine and what do things look like for you
3: Uh, I'll be in Edmonton in about a week and a half, so that'll be exciting. I kind of know what I'm going to be, where exactly it is. Uh, Our special teams coach used to be uh, coaching for the Eskimos, so he knows and he's kind of filled me in best I can, so I can be as prepared as possible. So that's also pretty exciting. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, we're as prepared as we can, but there's not much more I can do going forward so just want to make sure the body's ready and healthy for it
0: and just before we head to the fourth quarter of growing the game with ballsy and another gospel i want to recognize our title sponsor advantage collision in saskatoon and prince albert your sgi accredited auto body repair shop they're a family-owned and a certified collision care oem approved auto body shop they provide comprehensive service as part of a worldwide network of best in-class collision repair shops their customer service team can manage the entire process on your behalf to ensure everything you need is taken care of and their high-performing technically advanced team of auto body experts knows how to deliver exceptional workmanship and service in the shortest time possible Trust Ben Garrow in Advantage Collision in PA and Saskatoon because they care about your safety. All right, time for me to get on my soapbox. This is a gospel according to Balsey. A couple of things I want to touch on. Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley's been suspended for the entire upcoming season because he bet on some games last year. At the time, he was out with a non-football illness. Mental illness, they said. His bets didn't compromise any games he says he only wagered 1500 and doesn't have a gambling problem now he did bet on falcons games but not to lose wouldn't a harsher punishment be for him to actually have to be forced to play with the falcons this year and the falcons were one of the teams that ridley bet on so they also need him to take a drug test don't you think Anyway, the Ridley situation places even greater pressure on the NFL to properly handle the still lingering controversy regarding the allegation made by former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores that fish owner Stephen Ross offered Flores $100,000 for each loss in 2019. Compare the two situations, Ridley made a variety of parlay wagers and in doing so, he bet on his team to win, not lose. He wasn't even playing in the game, so therefore there was no direct connection between the better and player. Also, he wasn't even with the team when he placed the bet, so it's not like he could come over to Matt Ryan and say, Hey buddy, I'll give you half of my 50 grand bet if you don't go for the touchdown and just settle for the field goal ross in contrast is accused of encouraging his head coach to blow games in the hopes of enhancing their draft status in 2020 ross allegedly wanted his team to outright lose compromising the integrity of all wagers placed on the dolphins games in 2019. it's a far more serious infraction it's a far more troubling situation and owners should be held to a higher standard than the players, they're the owners of course. Now, if the league is gonna kick Ridley out of the sport for a year because he decided to download an app and place a few bets that had no direct impact on the integrity of the game, then it can't pull punches with Ross if he's found guilty, it's looking more and more like he wanted his team to lose purposely. And he won't be able to say, ah, that was just a joke. The NFL can't just slough it off, but they probably will. But let's for a second talk about how dumb Ridley is. This dude bet 1500 bucks to win a few thousand, and now he's cost himself millions because he's not playing next year. That, my friend, is the sports cage idiot of the day. Well, that's one idiot. I don't know if there are idiots or just an idiot in this story, but check this out, closer to home. The U of S men's basketball coach Barry Rollick has resigned concerning an allegation that music that some found offensive had been played during a recent practice. He didn't travel with the team as the Huskies took to the court in a pair of must-win playoff games in Lethbridge. Quote, when Husky Athletics was made aware of the situation, Coach Rollick was put on an administrative leave pending investigation. Student athletes and those involved were offered a range of wellness supports, as well as opportunities for discussions with the university. The university has accepted Coach Rollick's recent notice that he is resigning from employment. Assistant Coach Chad Jacobson will lead the team for the remainder of the season. Given this is a private employment matter, we have no further comment at this time. Equity, diversity, and inclusion are all priorities at the university, and we will continue our work to ensure that our campus environments are safe for all members of the campus community. What? Give me a break. Universities are soft as puppy poo. These are words, literally words in a song or songs. The kids probably put the music on and he let them. Then somebody complained and he felt compelled to quit or was forced to quit. Somebody at the university should have had the balls to look at this and say, no, 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 no coach, this is an overreaction. I get there was a little bit of uh, an unfortunate situation here, but I won't accept your resignation. But people who run universities are, they're spineless. Listen, I am 99.9% sure that Barry Rollick didn't walk into the gym and say, hey kids, check this out. You gotta check this new tune out. No. The kids put the music on. He let the kids play the music during practice. I have played, I have coached, I have been a media member in locker rooms. Very rarely, if ever, does the coach pick the music. The players pick the music. Half the locker room gets the music for half the time, the other half, or a designate from the other half of the locker room picks the music for the other half of the time. And the coach has nothing to do with that. Every coach in North America, in the pros or college, should have to resign if Barry Rollick is forced to resign. What a soft, pathetic world. Whatever happened to sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Honestly, honestly, Elon, Bezos, the next time you guys want to go to space, take me. I'm ready to get off. I am ready to get off. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.